Welcome to Wonder, a podcast for curious kids. Hello, Wonder. Have you ever wondered if numbers can be exciting, even beautiful? Have you wondered if zero is actually a number? Or if infinity is a number or a concept? What is an imaginary number? And how do numbers explain the shape of the ancient pyramids? Numbers can be intriguing, even playful. When you write the number 10, you use only two digits, a one and a zero. Yet these two tiny numbers can, with the addition of another zero, be transformed into a hundred. Add another and then you have a thousand. One can be a victorious number. If a runner finishes first, he wins the race. In America, the president's wife is the first lady. Being number one is often considered something to strive for. But what about zero? You can't finish a race as number zero, yet zero is incredibly useful. It helps us to write other numbers. But what is the value of zero? If you have five apples and your friend has zero apples, your friend has nothing. Zero is neither negative nor positive. In fact, it divides the numbers we know between positive and negative. We don't always use it. For example, there is no year zero, and the ancient Greeks thought that zero wasn't actually a number at all. We have zero and one. Next comes two. Two is a prime number. In fact, it's the smallest prime number of all. A prime number is bigger than one, and can only be divided by one or by itself to get a whole number. Other examples of prime numbers are seven and eleven. In fact, 2 is the only even prime number, because all other even numbers are divisible by 2. Prime numbers are important because they are the building blocks of other numbers. They are used for communication. Every time you send a message over the internet, prime numbers are making sure that it's encrypted, so that only the person you send the message to can read it. You might think that big numbers would not be prime numbers, and they do become less common. But even really large numbers can be prime. The largest prime number we have managed to calculate so far has over 24 million digits and took 12 days for a computer to work it out. All other whole numbers are composite numbers. They can be divided with other numbers to make a whole number. 60 is a particularly interesting composite number. You can divide 60 by all the numbers 1 to 6, as well as by 10, 12, 15, 20 and 30. Researchers think the ease with which 60 can be divided up is the reason why it is the basis of the number system used by the Babylonians and Sumerians thousands of years ago. And it's still important to us today for measuring angles and time. After all, there are 60 seconds in a minute and 60 minutes in an hour. And there are 31,536,000 seconds in a year. 
This is a really big number, but there are bigger ones. One billion is a thousand million. To give you an idea of how much bigger that is, to count to one million at one number per second without taking any breaks, it will take you about 11 and a half days. But to count to a billion, it will take you over 31 years. What about even bigger numbers? A decillion has 33 zeros after the one. A billion only has nine. One of the most famous big numbers is the Google, which gave its name to the Google search engine. It is a number with a hundred zeros. That's unimaginably large. This is why Google chose it, to show that the company can search through incredibly large amounts of information. And as the Google founder said, it sounds cool. No matter how many zeros you have at the end of a number, you can always add more, or even change the last zero to one. Numbers are simply endless. You can keep counting forever. In order to try to describe something endless, people came up with the concept of infinity. The symbol for infinity looks like an eight lying on its side. Surprisingly, small numbers can be endless too. It's all about what comes after the decimal point. A very special endless number helps us to calculate the area of a circle. It's called pi, and it's about 3.14. In fact, it's 3.14159265359, and it goes on. Pi, or a number close to it, has been used since the time of Archimedes, about 2,000 years ago but we still don't know every number after the decimal point because the numbers keep going forever. In the 15th century, the German mathematician Ludolf van Coelen spent his whole life calculating the value of pi and he was able to work it out to an amazing 35 numbers after the decimal point. After he died, to honour his astonishing work, this number was engraved onto his tombstone. So far, we have only thought about positive numbers. But we can do all kinds of calculations with negative numbers. If you have 1 plus 1, the result will be 2. If you add minus 1 to minus 1, you get minus 2. What about multiplication? If you multiply 1 by 1, you get 1. But if you multiply minus 1 by minus 1, you also get 1, a positive number. And the square root of minus 1 does not actually exist. It is known as an imaginary number, or i. An imaginary number is one which is negative after being squared. We say it's imaginary because this isn't possible by the rules of maths as we understand them today. The French mathematician Descartes thought it was a useless idea and he coined the term imaginary numbers as a bit of a joke but mathematicians use imaginary numbers anyway. One mathematician with a great imagination was Leonardo da Vinci, who used maths to calculate the proportions of his famous paintings. Let's move from numbers in our imaginations to numbers in the real world. We can look for some interesting patterns. What do all these have in common? The Great Pyramids of Egypt, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, the Mona Lisa and a sunflower. It's something called the Fibonacci sequence, and it's a sequence of numbers. 
It appears often in maths and surprisingly frequently in nature. In the arrangement of leaves on a stem, in the design of a sunflower seeds and in the patterns of a pineapple skin. It is a sequence of numbers where adding the previous two numbers makes the next one. For example, 0 plus 1 is 1, 1 plus 1 is 2, 1 plus 2 is 3, 2 plus 3 is 5, 3 plus 5 is 8, and so on. If you divide each number by the one before in the sequence, you get closer and closer to the golden ratio as the numbers get bigger. The golden ratio is thought to be about 1.618 and many believe that when we see the golden ratio in nature, art and architecture, we find it beautiful. The proportions of Notre Dame Cathedral equate to the golden ratio and so do the proportions of the great pyramids of Egypt. Next time you draw a picture, perhaps you will look at it again through a mathematician's eyes. How does maths make your world more beautiful? Today, the Wonder Podcast was read to you by Luke Irwin. It was written by Tomasz Klitschka and Nikola Klitschkova. It was produced by Camilla Akers-Douglas. 